When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast. Fortunate enough to be joined by the head coach of South Point Catholic High School, one of the preeminent high schools in the entire state, certainly the preeminent one in the city, Coach Eric Rogers. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. How are you doing? No, not too bad. Not too bad. First of all, um, tell the people a little bit about your background here before we get started, because then I got a bunch of questions for you. <laughs> oh, my background. Jeez, I don't know. Where do I start? I'm getting old now. So uh, you start at CDO if you want. Okay. Yep. Uh, so CDO was, uh, my high school of choice, right? Uh, well, maybe my parents' high school of choice, but, um, I, uh, finished my four years up there at CDO, uh, had a blast, played with some unbelievable, uh, athletes, loved every minute of it. Jason Verdugo, Junior Rickman, Andy Stentz, Dale Whitmore, who's now a, one of the main head refs here in town. Um, just, you know, had some, some awesome, awesome guys that I played ball with. Um, I was still kind of, to be honest, I was a little small, um, I still grew another inch and a half, almost two inches and put on about 20, 30 pounds after I graduated high school. Wow. I tell, our, I, it's funny. I tell our kids all the time. I couldn't even bench 225 when I was in high school. Um, I was wow. a pitcher, I was a pitcher, but I was also a linebacker. And of course the pitching coach didn't want me to bench and the linebacker coach wanted me to bench as much as I could. So they're competing against each other. Absolutely. Yep. So it was, uh, it was interesting to say the least, but, um, you know, I knew, I knew my time was going to come. I, I didn't have any big time offers coming out of high school. I just had one offer to Adam State, and honestly, back then I didn't even know. I didn't even know. I, I didn't know what Adam State was. Right. Um, didn't even. Now we have. We've sent several kids in the 19, 20 years I've been here at South Point. We've sent probably a dozen kids to Adam State, and they've had a tremendous career and had a blast going there. We've got three kids that are there right now. So. Um, phenomenal school, great program, but I didn't know anything about it back then. So my dad sent me to prep school. I went to Worcester Academy in Worcester, Mass. Mm-hmm. Uh, cried myself to sleep the first night. I, I was 2,500 miles from home, living in a dorm room all by myself. And I was like, what in the world did I just get myself into? But right. um, it turned out to be great. Again, I, I grew, you know, I probably put on a good 20, 25 pounds. Uh, I worked out every day. You get three meals in the cafeteria. I mean, it was wear a coat and tie every day. It was awesome. I loved every minute of it. Um, and then from there, I had the opportunity to go to New Mexico State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, they had played for the Big West Championship the year before I got there. Uh, played for Jim Hess. He was uh, he was phenomenal. Um, loved every bit of it except for the losing. I couldn't stand losing. Uh, right. I started, uh, you know, I started on all the special teams as a freshman. 
uh, was the backup linebacker, played in almost every – I think I played in every game. Um, sophomore year, I started probably half the games. We're going into my junior year, and uh, we we were not winning. We hadn't won those last two years, and, and unfortunately I didn't think we were going to win with the way that we had prepared for this season. Right. And so when they had, when we had a player that uh, was, uh, I would say, unaccountable um, and hadn't been to spring football, hadn't been to even any of the summer workouts, um, and the and he comes out to practice, and and the coach has him get in for my reps. We're, we're three weeks from playing Texas. Right. And so I said, uh, Coach, I I, I think uh, we we might be seeing things a little differently here. This kid is not accountable. He's not going to help us at all. Um, so he hasn't been here and you're taking my reps. I need to prepare and get ready to play Texas. So, you know, when you're ready to win the big West championship, you give me a call, but I think I'm going to need to find another school to go play at. And, uh, I've never done anything like that in my life. I called my dad. I said, uh, dad, I, I I just told our head coach, I'm not playing football here anymore. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I got to find another place to play. Right. And, uh, we got on the phone. I was fortunate enough. Our video coordinator, um, he helped me make a little highlight tape of all the stuff that I had done in New Mexico State. I sent it to Skip Holtz. I sent mm-hmm. it to Holtz's son. He was at the University of Connecticut, had just come over from Notre Dame. Um, I thought it was an uprising program. It was back on the East Coast. All my dad's family's in Vermont. Um, they'd be able to still come to the games. I just felt like Skip knew what winning was, what, what, it, what it took to win. You know, the right. discipline, the accountability, just all of that that goes into it. And I went out there. Um, I played football my junior year, led the team in tackles. The team voted me to be captain my senior year. Um, and we went out and won 10 games, which is still the most in the school's history in 135 plus years of football. Um, they've only won 10 games once. And that was the year I was the senior captain. So it's one of one of the things I'm really proud of. Um, I loved, loved every minute of playing football at the University of Connecticut. It was awesome. So you've been coaching for about 20 years at South Point now. How that uh, how how that all come about then? Well, so so after college, um, I did everything I could to try to get a chance to go play in the league, um, mm. like everybody else. Uh, but I was probably you know a half an inch short, uh, you know a, a tenth of a second on my forty two slow, you know all those things, and and it just it was I, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so I ended up playing arena football. Right. Uh, I got a chance to go down to Huntsville, Alabama and play for the Tennessee Valley Vipers. Um, then my second year, we went to the championship game that first year. That was the first year of AF2 is what they called it, Arena right. Football 2. Um, then I got a chance to go play in the NIFL in Tupelo, Mississippi. Now, I think they just painted the cement green. So it was definitely uh, an experience, to say the least. But I love that. I had a blast. It was kind of like the outdoor game inside. Right. So uh, we lined up. I played fullback. I was lead blocking for a running back that played at Mississippi State. I mean, I I loved every second of that, too. Um, And then I came back here to Tucson and uh, started a charter school for kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it was a sports charter school. uh, And then immediately I called Coach Benet and asked him uh, if he needed any coaches and was fortunate enough uh, after a great conversation with him. um, He said, let me uh, let me start you out as the assistant linebacker coach. Um, and I've got another linebacker coach, but you can start working with him and, uh, and then we'll go from there. And so the second day after the second day of practice, he said, uh, I want you to take over as the linebacker coach. Right. (laughs) You're Uh, like, okay. And and I'm going to let him just handle special teams. And so, uh, and, and be our strength coach. So that's what, uh, that's what he did. And, uh, I never looked back. I loved every minute of it. I, he was a great mentor to me. Um, I had an opportunity to go coach at Pima college. 
for a couple of years uh, with Jim Monaco was our head coach. And then Pat Ryden was our defensive coordinator and Pat's our defensive coordinator here at South Point now. So uh, he does just does a phenomenal job. Great with the kids. Uh, you know, our defense, they get after it. It's good. It's a lot of fun. Well, we're going to talk about your defense because you have some unique talents for sure. But uh, first, I wanted to get your take on, obviously, weren't the head coach at the time, but Bijan Robinson becomes yeah. kind of the apex moment, I think, for Tucson area high school football, what he did at Texas and then being drafted by the Falcons with a top 10 pick. When you first saw Bijan, what were your thoughts and just kind of what are some of your thoughts and memories of Bijan? Well, uh, I think the first time uh, the first time I saw Bijan, we were at a um, at a flag football tournament um, in New Mexico, mm-hmm. uh, and he was about fourteen, maybe fifteen years old. And he went up, and I, and I had my son with me. He was probably seven or eight at the time. And we're standing in the end zone, and Bijan goes up with one hand and catches this ball in midair right in front of us, and comes down and puts both feet in the ground. And I looked at my son, I go, oh, my God, I've never seen a kid that young do something like that. Right. Um, and that was the first time I'd ever really seen him and got getting to know him over the years. Uh, it just was one play after another. Like he always did something amazing. It seemed like in every single game, things that you just never, never saw another athlete do. Um, he's been doing it since he was a little kid. Uh, and I I have a feeling he's going to keep doing it on Sundays now. <laughs> Right, he's for sure. Taking plays that none of us have ever seen before. So um, he's a he's a special talent and just a, a great kid. So I'm I'm super excited for him. I think he's got a bright bright future still. Let's talk about your D line a little bit because especially in Tucson, it's rare to kind of have the talent that you have across the board right there. I mean, we'll talk about Elijah rushing. Everybody knows about him. Um, I had a friend of mine that uh, kind of clued me in last year to Keona Wilhite and said, this kid is going to be an absolute monster at Sal Point. Um, talk a little bit about Keona right now and where he's at in his progression as a, a defensive end. He, uh, you know, he just keeps getting better every day. Um, he was very, very raw when he came here. Um, he's just, uh, he's a sponge right now. He's just soaking up all the knowledge, uh, learning the game as he goes. Uh, but he's a, uh, you know, you hate to use the word, but I mean, he's a, he's a freak of nature. He really is. He he is just (laughs) built like he's chiseled out of rock. Um, He's just got the frame. He's got the length. um, And now he's learning how to use his body and actually he's gaining technique. He's starting Mm -hmm. to get the fundamentals of playing end and what he needs to do from a technique standpoint and how to get after the passer, um, how to stop the run, so he's just getting better and better. It's fun to watch him every day in practice. He works extremely hard. He and Elijah both. I mean, they right. set the tone for, for practice. They set the tone for everybody else um, to have two of the, the best players, but yet the hardest workers, very coachable, great teammates, all the things that you want, you know, like what you might say in a, in a you know, that, that, that walk on caliber kid that just, you know, is hard nosed tough. Well, it, our best players are like that too, which is it's unique and special. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about Elijah rushing then. Obviously, um, the highest-rated uh, kid since Bijan um, can go pretty much anywhere he wants. Um, comes from football royalty, obviously. Uh, talk a little bit about Elijah rushing and just what you've been able to work with so far. He, uh, again, another one from from his freshman year to where he's at right now um, has just gotten better every day, and his best days are still ahead of him. He's still learning the game. He's still uh, mastering his technique, but again – 
you know, you use that word, master your technique. And, and he's a student of the game. He loves watching film. He's always on his phone. And, and I'm like, what are you like surfing the internet? No coach. I'm watching, like, I'm watching professional athletes that are speed rushing and rushing the quarter. Like he just watches like guys that are built like him. He right. watches them to learn how to get after it and how, what, what technique to use. And so he's just such a student of the game that way. Again, extremely coachable, uh, just does everything that you could ask for as a coach. Um, now, are you so? Are you going to go with a? Th- are you going to go with a three line or a three down line then? Because again, you got another player that can also play on the D line as well. Yeah, no, um, you know our our base front. We're a we're you know we're a three three five. Right. You know we're a stack defense, um, but we're bringing pressure. You know we're going to get after you. Um, it doesn't mean we can't get into a you know a four man front. Uh, doesn't mean that we can't you know do some of that. But our base defense is going to be our three three stack. So. Uh, but we'll, I think we're going to do some things a little bit different this year because of the D linemen that we have. We we're really loaded at that position, right? which is great. And we're, we're young too. We've got, you know, three really good senior studs that, you know, with, cause we're going to Luis Cordova is going to play that nose for us a little bit. This right. Year. Um, you know, and, but then we've got two great sophomores, um, Noah Banye, um, who just picked up his mm-hmm. first offer from the University of Arizona. And then we've got Javion Wilson, who started the Highland game as a freshman last year at nose guard for us. Tough as nails, um, just does everything, everything you could ask for. So, you know, and then we've got another sophomore, Isaac Moyle, that'll play some DN for us. Um, right. Up Elijah and Kiona rotating into this, into the, into the system there. And Javion, we can bump Javion out. And he can play some in too, if we need to. It's got to be exciting to coaching at a place where, because like when I was coming up, when you were coming up, the talent was kind of spread out. You know, there was, you know, there were guys at South Point, obviously, but you know, you had Saguaro, you had Sabino, you had CDO, Amphi. Every kid now dreams of playing at South Point, whether you're talking, and that's got to be, that's got to be a privilege right there, knowing that you're in charge of that program that every kid now aspires to play for, basically. Yeah, no, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's funny you bring that up because, uh, I just ordered a whole bunch of more helmets um, and shoulder pads. We have over 70 incoming freshmen that are already participating in our freshman football camp this summer. Right. Um, we're lifting and practicing and working out with them. And that's the first time we've ever had over 70 incoming freshmen come out for football. So, right. um, you know, and I think that speaks volumes to what you just said. Um, this is a, it's a pretty special place we have here. Um, you know, it's just, you know, and again, what makes this place special is the people. Uh, we've got guys that have been around that have been doing this for a long time. Um, you know, our leadership uh, from the very top down with Kay Sullivan is just outstanding. Um, again, just we've been doing this a long time and and to take over for Coach Benet and try to keep that thing moving in the right direction. It's been a blessing for me. Um, you know, and again, just to continue to get great kids in here is is special. It's awesome. When Jed Fish took over, the first thing he said is, he said, listen, I might not get every kid, he said, but nobody's going to outwork us on the recruiting trail. What have you seen from Jed Fish since he's taken over as far as just, you know, uh, recruiting Sal Point, uh, staying involved? What have you seen from Coach Fish? No, it's been, uh, it's actually been a really, really good relationship. Um, You know, uh, all the coaches over there at Arizona have been spectacular. They're coming by here. They're, they're stopping to see our kids, um, meeting them. We're getting some of those kids to camp. You know, we just went to, you know, we just hit up both their seven on sevens, both yeah. of their big man competitions. We went to both of them, supporting them, um, them supporting us. I think that relationship. You want to play pretty well there, I think, didn't he? Yeah, I'd say, yes. 
Yes, he uh, he was again. I, I don't know if you if you noticed. I, I couldn't help myself. I usually don't tweet a lot. No, um, you should have tweeted that. You should have tweeted that. I, I did. I actually retweeted that and said, "How many seconds are these quarterbacks in seven on seven getting to throw the ball?" Mm-hmm. Because he's back there in less than two seconds. So right, um, it was uh, watching those two in the one on ones. I'm like, oh my goodness. So. Um, just having a little fun with it, but, um, yeah, no, it's been, uh, it's been great. I think our relationships just getting uh, stronger and stronger. Yeah. So when you're, when you're at a place like South Point and you've got all the different coaches from all around the country that come in here, how do you, how do you navigate that? And, you know, uh, how do those conversations go? Do like, well, they pull you aside and say, Hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about that guy? Or just how does that work when you're dealing with the elite of the elite players and the elite of coaches? Yeah, no, it's uh, I tell you, it's uh, it's been awesome. It's been a blessing. I've really got some great relationships. Uh, Coach Alexander at Notre Dame, uh, you know, in my opinion, is as good as it gets. Uh, Tosh up there at Oregon, uh, mm-hmm. phenomenal. Coach Banks at Tennessee, uh, you know, and at Coach Harbaugh at Michigan. I mean, these are guys that are here every week. Every week that they can be here, they're flying in here, right. uh, and they're spending as much time as they can watching our kids and being around our kids. And so, you know, Washington's another one. Uh, Coach Schmidt, I mean, he was here. Coach Schmidt was here. Practice got canceled, okay, on a Thursday. Coach Schmidt was like, there was a, we had some issue on campus. We had to shut everything down. We couldn't go out and practice. He was here to see Keona practice because he wanted to offer him a scholarship. Right. And we couldn't practice. He flies home. He turns around and gets on an airplane on Monday the next week because he's allowed to come back just once, once every week and gets on a plane on Monday, flies back down here. Um, and and gets a chance to meet uh, meet um, Kiona, watch him practice, and then gets a chance to offer him. So um, it was it was awesome. I mean, that's some dedication on their part. Uh, the coaches have been they've been amazing. Right now, when how important is it to offer a kid? Because I know that some of the uh, frustration I think with the, some of the previous stats was that you know you got a guy like Lathan Ransom, which is an easy offer right there, and you're like the fourth school to offer. The one thing that I've noticed with Fish is that he's offering these kids very, very early. Like you just said, you got a freshman that or a sophomore that just picked up an offer. How important is it to offer kids early so they know you were on them early? You know, I think it can go two different ways. You know, a kid can get an offer early and then maybe get comfortable and coast. Uh, right. And I think, you know, I think a lot of that falls on us as coaches. You know, uh, we've got to keep them motivated. we got to keep them working. we got to keep them, you know, understanding what it's going to take now to play at that level. It's one thing to get an offer. It's another to go play at that level. Right. Um, it's a totally different uh, speed. It's a totally different physicality. I mean, now you're talking about grown men. Um, you know, some of these kids are 24 years old playing college football against an 18 year old that's just coming out of high school. That's different. So, uh, you know, we've got I've talked to Coach Fish a little bit. I've talked to some of the coach. We've got some young kids that um, that I think deserve to get an offer. Uh, right. You know, Nate Spivey, Dino Strosos. Uh, we, you know, those are two of our 2025 kids uh, that Javion Wilson, as I mentioned before, he's a 2026 but right. um, we, you know, Isaac Moyle again. We've got some kids that are young, but I'm hoping that we will we will get some coaches to go ahead and recognize what their abilities are and give them that opportunity. What role do you play with a guy like now? Listen, Elijah Rushing obviously pops played football. He's been around. He's been around the game. But like a guy like a Kiona or something that's kind of like you said, raw, new to the new to everything. What role does do you play in the recruitment? Does he does he come to you for advice? Do you go to him? How does how exactly does that break down? 
no, no, no. We, we pretty much talk almost every day, uh, once a week, if it, you know, like me and, and probably once or twice a week with the parents, um, and just talking through, all right, here's the options. You know, is there, I, I went to them last week or the week before. And I, I asked him, I said, is there a school that like, is, is, was always your dream school? Is there a school that you have not gotten an offer from that you would like to get an offer from? Because right. if they offered you like, that would be a serious contender for you. Uh, and he mentioned, yes, uh, Texas A&M was one of them and Tennessee was one. So we reached out to both those schools, um, just to see, you know, where, where they have him ranked on their board. Is he a guy that they would have some interest in? Cause he hadn't gotten an offer from them. Um, could he go there and play at those schools? In my opinion, not even a doubt in my mind. Uh, Um, I mean, he's, he's on that caliber. There's no question. Um, but he's got some unbelievable offers. He's, he's going to, I think he's on his way to Washington this weekend. He's doing his official visit there. Um, so he's, he's got some great, great schools that are very interested. He may wait a little bit longer in this recruiting process to make a decision. Um, he might go into the season a little bit and, and maybe make that decision later after the season. I think, once some guys see him play again, he hasn't he doesn't he hasn't had a chance to play very much yet. So some schools are still holding out. When I say some, I'm talking about the Alabamas and the Georgias of the world um, that are still holding out a little bit. Have you ever seen a, a situation like that? Because generally, like with the elite kids, you hear about them. Like I I first heard of Cam Denson, for example, when Cam was in sixth grade. Uh, Bijan, you hear the same thing. You know, they all play through the Falcons or whatever. I had never heard of uh, Keona Wilhite until. A buddy of mine who is uh, on your staff, who we're going to talk about in a minute, told me, he's like, man, this kid's just different, bro. Have you ever seen anything like that where a guy just kind of emerges like that? You know, um, yeah, especially here. because, And I say that because at South Point here, we've had we've had a lot of kids that have come through that never played tackle football till they got to here wow. their freshman year. And that was the first year they ever played. I mean, a lot of them grew up in the parochial school system. Right. Uh, they were going to St. Cyril, St. Michael's, uh, St. Peter and Paul. They're going to a lot and they don't play tackle football. Right. Um, and they didn't play Pop Warner football. So we get them as a freshman and they've they're, we're, we're teaching them how to put the knee pads in and, you know, how to buckle the chin strap. We're teaching them all of that. Um, and and they've got a learning curve and they've got a process that they've got to buy into. But by their senior year, all of a sudden, you know, now they've grown, they fully developed, they've been with coach Garrett for four years in the weight room. Right. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, this guy is an app. This guy's awesome. Like now he's a division one football player. But when he first came in, I don't, you know, nobody knew. Outside of South point, what's the best player that you you've ever seen in the city or that you played against either one outside of South point, obviously. Um, well, you, you know, can go CDO if you want, Coach. There, there you go. There you go. You know, there's there's been a few. Obviously, Kadeem Carey was something special. I didn't. I wasn't here at the time Kadeem was playing, so I didn't get to see him play in person. Right. Uh, I will. I remember a play. DJ Hinton was here at our school with us, and then ended up transferring to Tucson High his senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, he then came to play us, and he ran a ball down the sideline as fast as any player I've ever seen run a football. Right. Uh, in, in person. I had never seen a kid run so fast. Um, and so that play always sticks out in my mind, but, um, uh, but I think there's been, you know, there's been some great ones, uh, here in Tucson that have, that have come through and that have had a chance to go on and, and do some great things. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, um, with, uh, with Kadeem at CDO, 
you know that he he, he was something else. Yeah. Uh, but you know, first Blake, time I ever saw him was that fl- or that that flip in the end zone he did when he was a freshman, and then they moved him up to varsity. I think the next game. Yeah, yeah, I think you might be right. Blake Martinez was another one. You know what a what a big. I mean, he was so big as a senior. Like he would just. I just remember playing against him. They just blitzed him every down. We had to rotate the guards because the guards, he just blitzed and ran right into the guard every single play. And, and our, you know, our guards were, uh, you know, just headbutting him every play. We had to just keep rotating them because they were just taking such a physical beating. But, um, you know, so he's another one that I think stands out. How, how does it work when a guy like, let's just use Jed Fish, for example, does he, does he, will he talk with you about like how he could see the play, uh, like a Kiona or Elijah fitting in, how they would utilize him? How does that work when a coach is specifically talking to you about a player? No, definitely. I mean, and I think the, the coaches do a really good job everywhere our kids have gone. One of the things that they've done is sit down with that coaching staff. And, and I've told, you know, like I've kind of put it on our kids to, to say to those coaches, like, how do you see me fitting in the system? Let's watch film. I want to watch film with you and show me where you see me fitting in. What position on this defense do you see me playing? And so, and they've done, the coaches have done a great job. I mean, they're watching film on these official visits. They, they break down the film. And, and what's great is Kiona and Elijah are such students of the game. They're such sponges that they're just soaking it all up. The coaches love it. They'll call me after the visit. Gosh, dang, coach. Normally, we just talk to the kids for about 30 minutes. We sat in there for an hour and a half talking football with your kids. Like, this is awesome. Great. So the coaches are loving it. They're learning from the kids. The kids are learning from them. Um, our staff, I try to engage as much as I can, learning a little tidbits here and there. When the coaches come on campus, they're out there at practice. You know, I'll try to kind of pick their ear a little bit. You know, what do you see us doing? You see anything we can improve on a little bit? You know, any of that stuff always helps. How does NIL fit, fit into all this now? Because that's obviously the huge thing now in college athletics. Um, how, how, does, how does that play out right now? Well, you know, it's still um, – it's hard. It's very, it's, very it's hard. Bizarre for sure. Yep. And, and I think what, what's, what's really hard is, you know, Elijah's in a very unique situation being, you know, arguably a top 10 um, player in the country. Right. So when you're in that caliber, well now, yes, they're going to throw money at you to get you to come to their school. Right. Uh, you know, you don't have to take it, but it's kind of like, well, it's pretty hard to say no to the amount of money that some of these schools are willing to pay kids just to come to the school before you even get into the collective and the NIL that you can make once you're on campus. This is money that, hey, we just want you to come to our school. Right. Um, I think, you know, that not not now, again, there's not very many of those kids. Um, it's a select few, but he's in that situation where it's like it's pretty hard. Um, it's pretty hard to tell a kid to say no to that. Um, when it's a significant amount of money. Um, you know, I, I don't know some of these other kids, you know, they're, they're looking at what is it going to be like when I do get on? Because some of these schools have, have been great about just standing up and saying, listen, uh, we're not paying high school kids to come to our school. Like, we're just not going to do it. Right. Uh, you know, and, but once the kid's on campus and he's, you know, uh, a UCLA Bruin, um, then we have all, you know, like we're going to take care of, them. we're going to do what we need to do kind of thing. Um, we have the collective, we have the stuff that they can be doing, um, when they're, when they're not doing football related stuff in the community. So it's, uh, it's still, you know, it's, it's kind of like free agency, um, but with no salary cap, that's, that's what college football is right now. 
All right, Coach, before we let you go, what kind of coach is Stoney Pelletier? Give us the strengths and the weaknesses to Stoney's game right now. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, I got to be honest. Um, he's he's the best, man. He is uh, – Isn't he? Oh, my gosh. Unbel- he does anything and everything. He will coach any position on the field. Um, he will travel. He will go with the kids. He'll do seven on seven. He'll, he'll get in the trenches with the linemen. Um, the guy is, uh, incredible. He's a really, really good friend of mine. I'm very, uh, fortunate. His family, Kelly, his wife has Mm -hmm. been amazing. She does so much behind the scenes for our program, uh, for our parents, for our kids, um, having Paxton here now as an incoming (laughs) little taxes there now for sure. I'm fired up to have him. My son's going to be an incoming freshman, so they're going to get to grow, you know, go, go through school for the next four years together, which will be really, really special. I was supposed to ask how what kind of player is your son? I had a couple of people ask me that. You know, um, he, uh, I, 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 for me as a dad, you know, as dad, um, you know, I, it's uh, it's going to be tough. But um, from what I've been told by other people, I I have my opinion, but from what I've been told, um, he's got a chance to be pretty darn good. He's uh, he's extremely cerebral. You know, he's right. a 4.0 student. Um, he really studies the game, watches film. Um, he knows his reads. He knows how to, he can already go through his progressions as a quarterback, you know, he's a quarterback. So, uh, but he goes through his progressions. It'll be, it'll be interesting. You know, he's, he's going to be a little bit like me in the sense of a late bloomer, uh, you know, and so it's just, I tell him, just be patient, trust the process. Your time's going to come. I, I think when it's all said and done, he'll be right in the thick of things and hopefully leading us to a state championship. But um, you know, I told him maybe you'll end up playing basketball instead. So, and I'm good with that too. Right. <laughs> so it's good, good place to, it's a good place to hoop as well. Yeah, exactly. So, um, I know he's going to do both right now, his freshman year, he's going to play football and basketball. So, um, uh, excited for him for that. And, uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. He's coach Eric Rogers, the uh, head coach of South Point High. You, you should go watch South Point Catholic High School. You should go watch him again. This might be the best straight D-line that this city's ever seen. You got three Division One players on that D-line right there, and you very rarely if ever see that. Coach, keep doing what you're doing. Keep making Tucson proud, my guy. I appreciate you very much. Thanks for having me. Of course. That's Coach Eric Rogers, South Point Catholic High School head coach right there. All right. Now, all right. Now, time to pay a few of the bills, and then we're going to get to what Coach had to say right there. Bet MGM. Now, listen, you can't bet on high school stuff, but if you could, uh, Bet MGM would probably be the place that would have it. If you haven't signed up for Bet MGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with Bet MGM. Again, make sure you use bonus code PHNX. Check out all the show notes for details. Again, Kind of a slow season right now, but check it out. Um, this is the way to make it uh, interesting. Now let's hear Shane Diefenbach with the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada. 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 
All right, one more. I didn't ask Coach if he's been to Circle K before because we already know that he's been to Circle K before. Make sure you're not missing out on all the great stuff. Right now, text PHNX to 31310 to join their SMS subscriber club and get a buy one, get one free offer on a 32-ounce Polar Pop. Head to CircleK.com slash store locator for Circle Ks near you. All right. Wanted to have Coach on because, again, South Point in Tucson is the school that matters. I'm not really breaking any news to anybody there. Um, it used to be a little bit different, like we talked about. The talent was kind of spread out. But now every kid, if you're good, you want to go play at South Point. Now, again, there might be an exception here or there. But by and large, 90% of the elite kids want to go to South Point. And this is the easiest school in the uh, city to be able to recruit. Or not the easiest, but the most important one. If you're an Arizona football coach, and again, Arizona uh, doesn't have a ton of inherent um, built-in advantages to it, but if you're an Arizona football coach, the one thing that you do want to do is you want to be able to get um, elite-level players. And if you can get them in Tucson, you do it. I think the thing that annoyed a lot of people about the previous coaching staff is that You've got all these guys down the street. You got Lathan Ransom. You've got uh, Bijan Robinson. You got Jonah Miller. You've got uh, um, uh, Bruno Fina. And you don't recruit, and you you recruit some, but it's late. Or you say, well, we're not going to be able to get the other kids, and you just throw in the towel. That can't ever be the case here. And that's why with Jed Fish, with Jed Fish, he's going to recruit Keona Willite, and he's going to recruit Elijah Rushing till the very end. Now, again, maybe he doesn't get him. Who knows? Maybe he doesn't get him, but he's going to be recruiting those two until the very end because that's how good they are. And that's the kind of talent that they have and that they possess right there. So you've got to get in on these kids and you got to get on them early. You know, we talked about uh, coach uh, and he said, you know, I've told him that uh, I got a couple guys that we should probably keep an eye on. That's what you got to do, though. You got to get in early on these players and you've got to stay focused. You've had coaches out at a practice. I've been out to a few practices and I've seen Kafusi out there. You've got to have coaches there. And it can't just be the DeMarco Murray type thing where you show up once, you get the peace sign, and then you head out and nobody sees you ever again. You got to be able to do that with, uh, you got to be able to prioritize the schools. And South Point, let's be honest, is the most important school in the state for Arizona. Now, it's probably one of the five most important school or, or one of the five best schools in the entire state. But for Arizona, it's definitely the key because, again, it's right down the street and they produce high level players time after time after time. And that's just kind of where it is with all of that. Now, one thing about Coach, Coach looked like a pretty cool dude. So I can see Coach wearing Shady Rays at some point right there. Now, check it out. Shady Rays, the uh, great sunglasses, Emma Clark. Our fantastic producer today, I'm sure, has a pair of Shady Rays, and that's because Emma is cool. So, again, check it out. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. And Tap and Bottle. Again, Tap and Bottle watch parties. We're going to have them for every way Arizona football and every way Arizona basketball game. We'd love to see you up there. Again, downtown location. Or if you want to go get some good beer on the northwest side, check it out. Scott and Rebecca do an amazing job. Privileged to be uh, uh, partnered with them right there. Tap and Bottle. All right. This is something, too, uh, a reason that I'm really in on Jed Fish and why I really like what he's able to do is – he prioritizes the easy things. He understands what works, what doesn't. And 
He's got a staff full of recruiters. At Arizona, you have to be able to recruit. And not only do you have to be able to recruit, you've got to be able to consistently recruit. Um, you can't just have two coaches that show up and say, well, I got the O-line coach and I got the D-line coach and everybody else in there is just kind of in between. Um, he's got a staff. Everybody recruits. And like he talked about uh, when, he, when he was hired, he said, listen, everybody's going to recruit. That's why schools like Sal Point you're able to get or offer kids early. You're able to recruit kids early because you have an entire staff that is keeping Jed Fish involved in everything that's going on. That's why, again, I'll keep saying it. I'm going to keep saying it more and more. Jed Fish gets it. And again, that you can you can just see. And people, it's rare to see what Sal Point has now. Now, again, Bijan Robinson, probably going to be the best player to ever come out of this city if he's not already. But you very rarely see D-line prospects at Arizona with division in Tucson with Division I offers. This school's got three of them. And two of those guys are going to be able to play anywhere they want. Um, take it for what it's worth just from me, but I I think Keona Wilhite's about as good a defensive line prospect as I've ever seen in Tucson. He is that good. He's that dude right there. Elijah Rushing is going to be the highest rated one and deservedly so as well. So you've got, they've got a lot of different options right there. Now you might say, Mike, is there a nickname? We can't go with the three peaks. We wish there was another one, but we can still talk about Four Peaks Brew, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Four Peaks Brew or Four Peaks Pub to keep up with the latest in Arizona's hometown brewery. Must be 21 years or older to drink Four Peaks. Please drink responsibly. And, oh, geez, let's say you go to a South Point game and you're revved up because you're watching all these sacks and everything, and you're thinking to yourself, man, I can't get to sleep. OG's is here for you. OG's has you covered. Check out OG's online at ogsbrands.com and on Instagram at OG's Brands. You can also find their products at your local dispensary. Must be 21 years or up to enjoy responsibly. Okay. Wanted to be able to get Coach on here because, again, we've talked about Sal Point so many times that I felt it would be best to have the head man speak for himself. Tomorrow we got Jason Shear coming on. We're going to talk Arizona basketball, Arizona football, all of that stuff. But as always, big thanks to Coach Eric Rogers for hopping on here. Appreciate everybody listening. Emma Clark behind the scenes making this uh, making me look cooler than I ever should. Emma, we appreciate you. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Shear at 1230. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.